You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the For All Nerds Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. There we go. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Halal Jordan, Bobby Filet, Hollywood Hameen, Noob Say What? What? (laughs) I can't even get past it. <laughs> Lionel Richie, aka I'm not a cat. Here in the spaceship tonight. <laughs> I'll ask you, later. Yeah, you got asked later. As always, I'm joined. Just laugh now. I'm a And think about it later. Laugh now, ask later. Yes. And as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Deuce Piccolo, Sean Jean Luc Picard, Jay Prince of All Saiyans. Dame Diner Dash, Chance the Rapper, and the Ting of the North. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And our first guest of the new year, a reunion of sorts, our family, Mr. Mellow Brown, is here in the spaceship. You know, what's going on? Have y'all, like, this is still a spaceship. I know, like, the, the name is different. And, like, everything is uh, everything's newer than it used to be. This yes. is, like, it's not like, you know. <laughs> this is not the first time you've been on since the name has changed, is it? Yeah, it I think is. he has. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I've been on in like five, four or five years. So, wow, yeah. wow, wow. That I mean, that's crazy because we've done like mad other shit in between. Right. That time. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would think that you would have been back on. Like, yeah, well, here we think, are. Man. Yeah, you new name, think. new spaceship. <laughs> we got video going on for those that. Don't know the history right here. Mr. Mellow Brown, as he likes to be known now, his pen name, as they would say, mm-hmm. is a long time friend. I mean, going back to before there was a show, even before, yeah, pretty much even before Combat Jet Show. And also writing partner, my brother and I, we both I, worked. I didn't on... know what back that far for real. Yeah, yeah. The, it, the Twitters. The Twitters is where it first started. Yeah. Wow. What was it? Uh, it was, I think we met because we were going in on Michael Bay for Transformers. <laughs> wow. Wow. Slander keeps the family together. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great title. Um, I just remember when you <laughs> when you hit me one day and you were like, yo, you're mad funny on here. And I was like, damn, that's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Because it's like the beginning <laughs> of Twitter and shit. And so I was like, yo, wait, what? I think I'm funny out here? Oh, no, that's terrible. How am I going to keep this up? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I, we started following each other. and We always got material. Yeah, I mean, that that we always do have material. This is my brother. We 
Speaking of material, we worked on a little show for a little while called American Gods. You know, we did some things on that. Right. Never heard of it. Did Mello. you say never heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> he heard, he hears of it when he when he's speaking in the meetings, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different story, dude. <laughs> put it, we know how to do V lookup on our resumes. No. <laughs> You know what I mean? I made that shit look real nice on my resume. <laughs> These men are ridiculous. But yes, we are here to talk about his new book, Blade Runner Origins, which is out February 24th, the week of my born day. So thank you Wait, for that birthday present. The Blade Runner? The Blade Runner. Wow. The, That's big time. Yes. And you Speaking know, it, of it, the. It, it, it's interesting because it reminds me of this this concept called the four owner circle of trust. It mm. seems people who are within or approximate to that circle, <clears> they, <throat> they, they, they 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 are afforded um, success. Glow ups, yeah, <laughs> as they may be, yeah, yeah. Yes, Fuck with I, owners. That's all we say. I come from yeah. The, the circle has been treating me well, so I will always come back and show appreciation to y'all. So thank you, thank you, good sir. Yes, thank you very much. And like we say, Blade Runner Origins is in stores. We were talking about it last week on the show. And now we have the creator just like that, you know, up in here. <laughs> February 20th. We sure pulled those strings. <laughs> <laughs> know, like that was Relax. mad difficult. <laughs> <laughs> right, wow, I can't believe we pulled this off. Woo, amazing. <laughs> oh. It's oh like, how God. did you get into the Bry University? Did you open the door? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, we got it. We got it. Not to Bry. Oh, man. We got to get into this. Um, Damn, we used to have a different one in the South. I cannot, and it, it's staping me now. Damn. The because, one that used to be on BET commercials later? Yeah, instead of the Bry, we had <laughs> another one. Whatever. Or, <laughs> Wait, it was what? There was like an Arizona, like, uh, like, just random one that used to have all those commercials. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like University of Arizona online. Where it's like boxy ass computers. Just pointing (laughs) at Yeah. Well, now everybody's online for school. So jokes on whom? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And yes, we are here with another episode. Like we've been saying, we were doing a lot of jokes, you know, letting you know who is here. But we got Mm -hmm. Mello here. We just don't talk to our shit as always. Thank you for joining us once again. Make sure you're following us everywhere. You can see our beautiful faces right now on twitch.tv slash for all nerds. And I mean, it's a lot going on. It is Black History Month. And I want to thank my partner in crime, the Duchess of Tech herself, because, you know, I was struggling looking through the I don't the know news. why, but hey. Oh, no, that's why. You know, I'm getting to that. You know, because, I mean, take your, take your shine, first of all. Thank you. Yeah. But I was just, like, looking through the news for things to talk about this week, and it was nothing but white. White, white. nonsense. White nonsense. That's what it was. I mean, there's nonsense of, of all types, but it was it was particularly drenched in white nonsense this week so uh, drenched yeah yes and I don't, I don't know how i forgot but i remember just now i'm like oh yeah this show could get me fired <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you, you don't have to say anything untowards you know you can you can whisper it to me and i'll say it, you know yeah this show is what got me fired <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, 
<laughs> what up, Michael? Oh, um, yeah. Ryan Coogler, though, this is, you know, this is the type of news that I needed. We didn't talk about this last week. Has mm-hmm. signed a bid deal. I mean, actually, we could talk about a lot of brothers signing bid deals right now. Shout out to the WOC. But um, Ryan yeah. Coogler has signed to he do a Wakanda series. A big five-year exclusive Oof. with Disney TV. Ooh. As we, as you just mentioned, the Wakanda series is already in the works. Um, obviously, that 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 means that's not the only thing he's doing. That he could mm. be doing multiple things and putting other people on. And mm. me, I, I've it's interesting because I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately about mm. what to expect with Black Panther and all that other stuff. And I and and I I don't know why people are still stuck in the whole. Well, who's going to take the Black Panther mantle? Forget about that. There's a whole city situation with Wakanda. There's a whole world country. and a million other, yeah. excuse me, country and a million other characters that we can deal with, whether they're pre-existing or they can be created. Like we have an entire canvas you can work from. So, and and clearly uh, at least one amazing captain at the helm. So I, mm. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's enough. It, I like the fact that it's like a show big enough and full of so many black folks that I've yet to see in like such a sci-fi setting. I'm like, I want to see stuff like the Diaspora Chronicles. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I mean, even like Waju that's coming out from Kugali Media with with Disney Plus, and that's that's animated series. So, as you just mentioned, just just whether it's across the diaspora, whether it's Afrofuturism, whether it's whatever title you want to use, because some people don't like Afrofuturism. Whatever the point is, it's all there: the fantasy, the science fiction. We have a wealth of 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 things to dive into. I was about to ask why don't people like Afrofuturism, but it was yeah. created by a white guy, right? Yeah, Afrofuture book. Yeah, it's it's. Listen, I'm not gonna get into the the depth of it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 terms I are always you know terms and genres are always something that I try and avoid as much as possible. So you know, I'm just hyped because I think people were underestimating the potential of like even Black Panther. Even after having seen the movie, they just think like you said, it's all about. Um, rest in peace, Chadwick. But having seen WandaVision and seeing Marvel expand into television now and seeing how like wild they can get in one series, and then you know, we got Winter Soldier following up, like this could be really crazy to have Kugler, you know, just have the chance to expand, like you said, to show all these different characters. It's already been laid out so much. Like you have the priest run, and now you have the Tanahasi run, which is just Stupid. Like, if we could see the stuff Shuri gets into in that run in the TV and films, you know, it's a wrap. Like, I mean, the sky's the limit already. Mm-hmm. And it, it was money. And it was limited, but you also have the World of Wakanda series. So, I mean, like, mm. there, there's so much material out there. And as I mm. mentioned before, there's so much to expand upon. So, it, it's definitely about having respect for Chadwick and his legacy. And to me, having respect is also meaning continuing forward. Mm-hmm. So that's how I see it. Do you feel like they should bring? Um, Don't say Killmonger. Babe. Yeah, I'm saying it. <laughs> we, I'm saying it. I'm going to ask that question. You know, I, you know it. You know it. Should they bring him back from the dead? I mean, I don't really care if they do or don't. There's a lot of people saying, well, they could bring back so-and-so. Why can't they bring back him? Which is true, right? Because mm-hmm. they say, if you could bring back all these white characters, why can't you prevent the black character? Heard. Okay. I mean, what's he going to do? Is he going to change his mind? Is he still going to want to take, like, <laughs> is he still, does he want to go after Nakia next? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is he going to come back 
where he left off. Like, I guess he, he on he a very like, special episode of right. Like, World he felt the type of ways when he died. Right. He, you know, he finally got to see the sunset and all this other stuff in, in his home country and. Great. I mean, he can see more sunsets, though. You know, <laughs> like, he just immediately comes back and go to HR about like his problem with women. <laughs> and, and, and don't get and mad at me. Wakandan office. And y'all listen, don't get mad at me. I know, I know, I'm simplifying it. Yes, there, there's there's more stories to come. I'm just saying, like, why is everyone just so stuck on bringing stuff back, bringing stuff back? Yes, he was a great villain. Yes, he was a good character. But there's like a million there, there's again hyperbole, but there's a million other people we can be like bringing to the forefront right now. Uh, I think characters. Like the thing I'm most excited about with it is kind of look, like I said, the diaspora thing it, I'm excited about, but primarily with existing properties are in Marvel, I think would be dope. Like we haven't really gone into like how uh War Machine and um uh, like Falcon and like all these different characters, how they feel about Wakanda. Like, mm. there's something interesting about like other characters walking on the Wakanda again during like a peaceful time, and then looking back, and they're just like, "Y'all had a Killmonger problem." They're like, "I see why." Like, I I do have a little bit of resentment. I didn't know this was here, mm. and it's real hard being War Machine today, let alone growing up and just being just black, you know, in the Marvel universe. And uh, there's, yeah, like, I, I just want to see other Black characters in Marvel reflect on the fact that Wakanda exists. Because I haven't, we haven't had the opportunity to hear them even talk about it. This so. is true. I, I see other Black characters interact with each other. <laughs> you know, from, from across, <laughs> from across the oceans, across, you know, crossing state lines, shit like that. You know, it will be nice. <laughs> What's the Black version of the Beckdale test? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, failing that way. Two black room. characters in the room. Do they talk to each other? Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, at one point, mentioned massive, but you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or the pain, the scars, <laughs> you know, the Don Cheetah so far. That's been War Machine's whole story so far. Like, oh, you know, all the pain I've gone through. Oh. Yeah. Um, we're currently in, in a version of like building up uh, all the black Marvel characters that still have the scraps of the characters just left. So, mm. yeah. Uh, no, and, and that's something we were talking about, and you know that's something they could explore, you know, on uh, the what is it, Ironheart and the Armor Wars series, which is interesting because Armor Wars in the comics was one of my favorite joints, but it's featuring Tony Stark, and he's trying to clean up the mess that he made by you know creating all this tech and then people using his tech for all the villains, all the tech related villains at least. But in this, since Tony's dead, now you're going to have a black man cleaning up the mess that this white guy made. And I mean, there's a lot of story there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like, sounds a little too much like real life. Especially Um, when you left him a cripple, you know? Like, I mean, it's a, it's, oof, you know. Yeah, he did make vision, so technically that's on Tony too. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was thinking about it the other day, how much terrible shit is on Tony's head. You know, and it is the list goes on and on and on. Like, like this is the first Avenger. No, I, no, except for you know Thanos torn from the stones. It's pretty much I think all Tony's fault in most of the Marvel universe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, there's Ultron. There's Vision. Yeah. I mean, it, everything involving Vision. Because uh, I, I like not to sidetrack. That's Tony's failure as an engineer because if he'd built Vision better, you know, the stone wouldn't have been needed and or they would have removed the stone by the end, you know, 
Yeah. Well, one thing I will say that I always laugh about is that, you know how, uh, what was it, Endgame? Or no, uh, Infinity War? One mm-hmm. of them. But what was it, uh, when they had the two battles going on at once and Tony was in space, Cap is on, like, uh, is in Wakanda. If they would have been in swap positions, Tony would have killed Vision so fucking quick. He wouldn't have cared about Blitz. <laughs> 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 yeah. It would have been like, pow, saved it. We're good. But he would have killed Vision so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and he still would the but the best part of that would have been he would have killed Vision and then Thanos would have showed up with the thing and be like, oh, and everybody would have had to live with um Tony having killed Vision. <laughs> But you killed this man. You ain't seen no other choice. And he'd be like, he did it during the meeting. <laughs> Damn. He would have did it on the way to Wakanda. And then when he would have got to Wakanda, he just would have asked about all the tech. But that's what I'm saying. It still would have been the L in the end. All of, it would have just been like, um, what's that movie? Uh, Almost Famous when the plane is crashing and mm-hmm. they all confess their sins and shit. And then the plane doesn't crash. It's the same type of situation. Like Tony kills Vision. <laughs> And then, you know, he just, Thanos just rewinds that joint. And everybody's like, yo, you killed that man, though. And he's like, that's what I do. Well, before we start rewriting Marvel history, <laughs> let's make sure we big up some more black people yes. during Black History Month. I also wanted to highlight the creator, Obi Arisukwu, who is known as Obi Aris online, on, on like Instagram, things like that. O-B-I. It's, well, his at is at O-B-I-A-R-I-S. And um, I know him for a few, not personally, but I know his work for a, a few years because he makes really funny and cool cartoons that feature black characters that, you know, really like a sitcom type situation. So he it's announced today that he's in a development deal um, for an HBO Max animated series. Because right now HBO Max is building up their adult animated series. So they're doing things like they're bringing back Clone High, which I absolutely love. That was my shit. Loved Clone High. Um, They are doing a Velma series, which is, I guess, is centering around Velma from Scooby-Doo. I saw something about that today. Yeah. Yeah. It's her her origin story, apparently. So it's going to center around that. Uh, But yeah, but but with with Obi, um, Obi Obiara's, his show is going to be called Obi, at least so far and it's going to be about a 30 year old man child chasing his dreams to become an artist while navigating adulthood with his friends so it seems a little autobiographical uh, i've been there you know uh, <laughs> everyone's been there uh, but you know his his again his art is really fun the stories he tells of his art is really relatable and you know he 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 seems really cool so i'm looking forward to that um it's in his Project's actually being produced by Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society. So you got some people on his side there. Congrats and uh, happy born day to Michael B. Jordan as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we also want to make sure that y'all remember, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing this, but on February 12th on Disney Plus, Brandy and Whitney Houston's, well, really Roger and Hammerstein's, but I'm saying Brandy and Whitney Houston's Cinderella is coming to Disney Plus. And I think that came out. What did they say? It came out in 97 or something like that. That was, it, it was such a classic to see a black Cinderella. I mean, it mattered. Yeah. Obviously, Fairy Godmother, Whitney Houston. I've never seen it. <gasps> yeah. Well, now is your chance. I know. Or if I did, I don't remember seeing it. Impossible. I yeah. I feel like I did, though, you know, but I know I'm about to get roasted, too, for saying that. But, you know. <laughs> well, you deserve to get roasted. That's something you got to <laughs> see. At least Yeah, once. true indeed. 
So when is it? What day does it drop? Because I'll be on February twelfth. That's coming oh, nice. up. That's Sweet. that's what yeah. this weekend. Oh, yeah, so that's Friday. Weekend. They said yeah. at midnight on the dot. Yeah. Also, real quick, shout out to the brother Jim Barnes, who inked an overall deal with AMC Studios. He was actually working and is working on the final season of The Walking Dead right now. And now my man is going to be doing big things over at AMC, producing some more shows, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, they finally decided to end the Walking Dead. Thank God. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I, when I read the news about Jim, you know, <laughs> and I was like, oh, word, this is the last season. <laughs> like, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, the, the book ended like two years ago, three years ago now, feels like. Damn. This is like ending, but they have like six spin-offs. Like six yeah. Spin-offs. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, this yeah. There's a Walking Dead universe. You know, I'm sure yeah. Jim is going to be involved in some of that. For, you know. Yeah. Look. I have been watching Fear of the Walking Dead. I've, I've been catching up. See? During the pandemic, so. See? See? Money don't grow on trees, but, you know, if you got some Walking Dead shit, it will. <laughs> 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 These dudes is not sleeping, you know. I would have done 20 seasons of that joint. You I know, can't believe uh, it's ending. Uh, like, a lot of people are probably going to say a lot of like shit about Walking Dead, but I'm always going to be real proud of what it's done for just black actors, writers, mm. directors, showrunners. Like we mm. we got the most of the cast of the wire at some point <laughs> on the walking dead. Mm-hmm. What was it uh like the showrunner has been a black woman for what the past three years? Mm. Oh that I didn't know. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then what was it uh and like we got another producer who got an overall deal which means a lot yeah. of just black created content is coming to AMC. Mm-hmm. Cause when you do that overall they're gonna at least try to get five T V shows out of you. And yeah. That's that's a good thing for just everybody. More jobs coming in. The Walking Dead has been real good to the black community. So I'm I'm always going to be like a fan of it, even though I don't watch it. Shout out to T Dog. Uh, oh. of, of all the names you could pick in the apocalypse. <laughs> no, I'm so glad you said it because I was all out there to be like, that was one of those jokes when I knew that Mellow would me and you would be friends for life. That's what Mellow told me. Out of all the names, you, I mean, my man just shows up, right? He shows up to a group of white people. There's nobody knows him. And they're like, what's your name? T-Dog. Ah, <laughs> stairs in the space. Just give them the government name, the name your yeah, mama gave you. Stop space. playing. Taser Parents. Stop playing. <laughs> that's like Taser face. Like, that's right up there with Taser yeah. face. <laughs> it's like that. Like, I don't know. Somebody didn't. Like he didn't make that name. They gave it to him. It, it has to be. That's the only way I can go forward and like knowing that like he didn't choose the name T Dog. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, whatever T Dog. <laughs> My name's Maurice. Yeah, yeah sh- <laughs> sure T Dog. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite part of T Dog's arc though is his like sudden ridiculous shift to Christianity right before he dies. Like, I uh, found Jesus, and and it's a wrap. They, they gave him the I, I'm going to save a white lady death, right? Yes, but like, not- just, like in every zombie movie, there's at least one. Just like go, you you get out of here. I'm gonna like I will protect these precious little white children. I will throw my body into this uh, mess. What was it? Uh, that other Netflix movie with Sandra Bullock, Bird Box. That happened twice. There oh, were some black people. I, 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 Lil Real Howie did it once. <laughs> and then uh, the one. It was a guy. Uh, it was that one yeah, guy like, character. The, yeah, the, the lead, he did it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, two times? Y'all did it twice. Wow. All right. I just couldn't get over when they let my man in the house. That was, that's the one where they let my man in the house, right? You yeah. know, the, the the one that was insane? That yeah. Let in the house and basically yeah. want to look at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. See, you yeah, just successfully ripped the whole house apart. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Your ass is staying out there, Holmes. Like, sorry, fam. Like, it's, you know, it's just real in here. All right. And speaking of getting a little real, we're going to take a quick break right here. And we will be right back with Melo to talk about Blade Runner Origins and all that good stuff. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu, a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, yo, this is Danny Lore. And this is Vida Ayala. And we are Twin Twin Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hi, my name's Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Karangawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds all the way. Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asado, and when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. And thank you, as always, for joining us for yet another episode of the For All Nerd Show. And you know you can support us. You know, make sure you follow us on all the different platforms out there. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. It don't matter. Wherever podcasts are found, hit follow. Leave a rating, five star, a review, all that good stuff, especially on iTunes. It really helps. We're life. Also, you know, as you see, we're right here live on twitch.tv slash for all nerds every week. Uh, we do two shows right now. We're doing two shows a week every week right now on twitch.tv slash for all nerds, Monday at 1 p.m. and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Both of them. You can catch our WandaVision review, our MCU review every Monday, mm-hmm. and the for all nerds show every Thursday. And our WandaVision yet to be named MCU podcast I think may we have, have a name. name. Yeah, yeah, I think we have a name. So okay, uh, we're leaning on it. It seems to be the we, name. I, we're leaning on it. It's like it's probably like seventy five percent at this point. Okay, so we're by not next week, yet. we're not going to announce it yet. But by next week, we'll know for sure. Um, that being said, as Benami said, definitely come through the Twitch because we are on there chatting live with everyone, talking through our theories, and you know, even like questioning the own theories we brought up on the show, and and, and you know, just digging deeper. So we have a lot of fun and really loved everyone who's been showing up y'all been killing the game in that twitch room so thank you keep coming mm-hmm. and we also you know you can come there today and you'll see mellow brown right here you know author extraordinaire wga 
WGRI writer, yeah. you know, all that good stuff. And, you know, as we talked about, I got a little comic book coming out. Yeah. You know, a little book, you know, a little property yeah. you might have heard about. The man is busy, okay? He's always talking about his work on yes. Twitter. He's always <laughs> talking about the work of the work he's not doing on Twitter. But that being said, like, you're our friend. We know you as Ben. ben for Ben, I mean, you know him even longer. Um, you've had a long history, but a lot of people, I mean, and you pay, you're pretty low key too, but now that we're bringing you out the woodworks right now, you got to let people know who are you? Who oh, yeah. is Mellow Brand? I'm also going to be a narcissist. So I'm probably in the chat watching this right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the fun part of this whole show. Yeah. Watching yourself afterwards. I hate watching myself, but go ahead. Got to do it. It's like when you're in uh, porn. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> let the man speak better. Me, I'm with his lips. Right now, yeah, yeah <laughs> but, but but who are you, Mellow? Like, like, where did you come from, bro? What do you do? Word up. Uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, yeah, it's been a minute, I guess. What was it? Uh, born and raised Cleveland. Uh, All right. and what was it? Went through very short, uh, military stint. Ended up uh, working over in, uh, what was it, like Caesar Entertainment. Helped build one of the world's first outdoor slot machines. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, mm. uh, what was it? Got into New York and did, um, let's say, extracurricular computer things uh, for money. Hacker. <laughs> man. <laughs> okay. Um, we see you, Elliot. <laughs> Uh, what was it? Uh, but that was like a real short stint for for a little while. It was mm-hmm. like in and out, and then. Um, but more importantly, what was it? Uh, just always been messing around with y'all. What was it back when? Uh, before there was four all nerds, and I don't want to say the old name. Let's keep that. Uh, they, they'll say our dead name. Yeah, and then uh, uh, was a tech editor, y'all, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, run around try to find guests, try to find more like just try to predict things that were going to be dope uh in mm-hmm. the future what was it and that goes from uh everything that's technology related and bringing in news and stuff yeah trying to make questions for y'all while y'all were doing the show because people got day jobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you i mean you well primarily like you've been like this tech guru slash root you know also someone i was like oh finally someone else i could talk to tech about and they know what i'm talking about this is great uh you know i could say all the wild shit he'd be like yeah yeah, yeah i understand now i'm like all right this is good this is great but like beyond that you know you've we said this before you, you you're working on this blade series and all that how did the writing come into play like how did blade you run off to me blade runner <laughs> how did you yeah i did say blade right blade runner specifically but how did you make that jump between like how did you become you know elliot from the <laughs> elliot the hacker to mellow the writer how do we do this yeah well was it uh it mainly came from uh well shout out to my writing partner i don't want to act like i'm doing this book by myself uh kate perkins mm. she uh actually worked with me on another show on apple tv plus uh I'm not sure if they still announcing it, but I'm gonna announce it called Calls, which is a really weird show. It's a it's a sci-fi horror show where um, you only see about like 20% of the visuals of the show. Uh, okay. It, it, it's a whole thing, but uh, ah. 
we worked on that together and uh she immediately was just like hey we should work together on more stuff this is really dope we ended up uh getting brought into blade runner and the one thing that uh was a big question going in and also you know like <laughs> shout out to michael green who both me and ben know really well from our time <laughs> on american gods a so, bit too well so, sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can get that story if you want to any point Oh, we'll uh, talk about that. But yeah, go ahead, finish the Blade Runner story, then we'll get into that. Michael's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Factuals. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it, was, uh, it was a larger question I had going into it was just, hey, can we talk about the fact that Blade Runner is, is basically just a code for slave catcher? Mm. Mm, facts. Um, even Speaking in like... <laughs> When you look at the opening text crawls for both movies, the word slave comes up. It's a it's a whole big thing in terms of like people realizing who they are in terms of identity and running into the world. Because looking at replicants as anything as people is very cruel. They're a minority. Like like I would say most of the people in my life will identify more with a replicant than they would the rest of the characters in Blade Runner. Hmm. Uh, so when they introduced the concept of they want to talk about the first Blade Runner and it's going to be a black man. I hesitated for a while. Was just like like the first, like like the first, the very first? Yeah. So mm. th this is writing the origin of it, like the entire franchise. Uh which uh the fools were giving this to me and I'm so happy about it. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Ridley Scott is going to be like what? So um <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. Ridley Scott seems to have his mind in in the right place, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the one thing that we that we don't reflect on enough uh, in regards to that franchise is that what we've seen of Blade Runners, they eventually just like, no, I'm working for a real fucked up system, and they leave. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and why does that happen? And like, what what exactly is the system? Where did it start at the base? And I am going to dig into that in a way that is going to surprise a lot of people. And um, I want to, and like, we're doing this so that way we can actually shift the franchise to feel more welcoming. Because uh, I'm sure y'all talked about it a lot on here, but uh, we all saw what happened with Cyberpunk 2077. Jesus, Lord mm. in heaven. Listen, I mean, and also I would say Blade Runner's story may not be feel accessible to a lot of people either. Um, mm. You know, whether you're just talking about the way the character looks, whether you're just talking about the story itself and just understanding the whole purpose of it, it it's not maybe the easiest thing to get into. So it would be cool to get a different perspective, especially perspective of someone who looks like me, at least in skin tone, looks like me and 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 has, you know, even from the future still has some type of understanding that I could at least, you know, some base level that I can springboard off of. And that has been like the hardest challenge. <laughs> it's mm. been, that's been like uh, the hardest part because it, it's, it's one thing, it, like there is one thing to put a character into a story and have them look like us. But for us to have a character that we can identify with that look like us. That's different. Harder. Yeah. Uh, like it, it's one of those things where I like, I think it was uh, like, I'm, I'm sure they're like friends of the show, but what was it? Uh, somebody, it was like either 
Steph I will or like Harkeisha can't, but they pointed out something uh, last year. They was just like, you know, when you look at John Stewart, he probably would have voted for Trump. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, like, the Green Lantern, John Stewart? Yeah. Green Black Lantern. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And, and like, it's, that's it, a take. I would yeah, disagree. It, it, it's, it's tough because of like, uh, like when you look at uh, Green Lantern Oasis comic book, uh, John Stewart. I'm like, nah, that dude, that dude wouldn't have. He tried to create like a certain type of democracy, but at the same time, like every superhero is fascist, so that's questionable there. But if I were to look at um, animated John Stewart, I'm like, yeah, the way that he uh, like, kind of Black uh, Republican vibes. Yeah, uh, when <laughs> he when, was broke, uh, but yeah, you're right. I know too many Negroes like that too. <laughs> <laughs> so the biggest thing I, I had was that uh, I wanted to avoid that going into Cal and I want because no matter what he's going to end up as the first Blade Runner and I'm like how would like how would black people feel about that that the first one is black and the reason that I give I can't reveal now but uh it is um it's going to change the franchise forever Mm. and uh it's going to be a franchise just entirely uh inclusive from here on out and it's going to be hard to very shake. It's going to be very hard to shake that due to the nature of where this is going. So yeah. What when you and I assume this was you that you pitched the idea to make Cal black. What was the reaction? Um, actually, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't my idea. It, mm. it, it was. Uh, I think it was more or less everyone. <laughs> so, They're like, "Hey, guy. Hey, Cal, guy. yeah. <laughs> hey, you well, he want to write the Black Blade Runner." <laughs> black guy and uh <laughs> it, it pretty much so everything leading up to that was me asking all of the uncomfortable questions and it's one of those things where i'm just like the reason why we like this this franchise may bump up against more people walking into it is because it's all like it's one like this whole thing is one big problem from the orientalism to uh slave catchers mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. to just all of it and we are tackling every single thing going into this book and we are also uh we're giving a new twist at the end of every issue that will shift the way that you view the entire franchise um going forward so. okay Okay. It's real hard to do this without to give the spoilers. So I apologize. <laughs> no, no, that, that's still doing a good job. No, you're doing a great job. You know, you've had a lot of preparation. I mean, I think maybe working on certain Media shows. Training. Yeah, before this, you know, <laughs> certain people in our past might have helped with that. I know they've helped with mine because otherwise my mouth would be a lot worse than you would think it is now. But that does, you know, that was one of my questions I wanted to ask you is like, how do you feel writing like a black slave catcher? Because that's something that I feel we we were talking about this earlier. Like, why can't we get the chance to make the bad? Why don't we get the funds to make bad movies? And I was like, yo, we get a lot of a lot of bad black movies get made. Does not get that twisted. But at the same time, it's like, why can't we have um characters with range? Why can't the characters be villains? You know, like sometimes we get mad when we see a black villain like Killmonger getting murked off, like, but he's a villain, right? And he did villainous shit, you know, but people are like, oh, no, but he's a black guy, you know, you don't want to see bad things happen to these people because we don't have many black people on screen. And also, you know, they're like, well, Thanos made it through several movies, you know, this guy made it through movies, why Killmonger got to go? 
I mean, Marvel did have a problem with murking villains early on too, though. That was it. That was definitely their thing. They stayed murking the villain. They boy. Stayed. That was the mo. But whatever. yeah, all y'all gotta go. Yeah. I think can't handle like, that many contracts, fam. But we dive into like kind of like explore that a little bit and why like black <laughs> people aren't even in like an area where we could talk about it yeah. real well. I'm just glossing over. <laughs> no, because that's like something we talk. We, we need to talk about. It's like, why don't we get the chance to play characters like or write characters or create characters like Cal, right? Where he is a character with, from the outside looking in, you're like, damn, this dude. You know, to start off with is a cop, and then he's hunting down slaves. It's hard to give characters like that three dimensions uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like. Um, like if, if you were to look at a movie like uh, I think it's called The Hate You Give, the mm-hmm. the one where um, like at, at at one point in the movie to describe the police to like point of view they use Common, who just suddenly appears and just Common like hey y'all I'm the black guy y'all know, and then uh, <laughs> he starts having a conversation of just like sometimes we get scared and shoot people, and that's not no just because it's coming from Common's mouth doesn't make it okay. Not at all. And what he's actually showing is a level of com- complicity. Another like bad black villain would be like uh, Jamie Fox and Baby Driver, who's just oh. evil all of a sudden for no reason. Yeah, and uh, which that is already something that we are accused of on a daily basis. Um, so even having like a, a black character as a cop is already borderline. Both of those characters at one time. Yeah. I see that. So the one thing that you look into is that even everything involving the police and like even just racism itself uh, in terms of like when you look at like the cybernetic future and and, and blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of it is going to delve into capitalism. And a lot of that is delving into uh, our character Cal and his history with the military. Mm. And it's one of those things where it's like black folks are like we don't got an option like in terms of like uh like you know i'm trying to help my family it's either steal uh because oh, people won't let me get a job due to my identity of just existing mm-hmm. uh, or i have to turn towards like becoming a heel for the government but i keep thinking to myself like i'm gonna get out eventually i'm gonna get out right and uh he ends up doing that changing him as a person as he continues to go uh, into like something colder than he originally thought he was. The next thing you know, we're dealing with uh, the other things important within the cyber cyberpunk uh, as a whole and as a genre is the fact that it is a story about how people are being replaced and how that's not that different from just the way people feel now. The the the, the displacement and being used until you get to a point where you could be thrown away mm-hmm. and having that character being forced out of the military because it's just like yo we got these walking talking drones uh like at this point like replicants are a new thing uh in at this timeline in the universe mm-hmm. and it's just like this is way better than you so you go uh you go back to earth and uh you go you know be a cop because you still owe us because capitalism and like it, it's one of those things where he's trapped in the police force he's just constantly shit on there and the cases that he takes are selective, but at the same time, they give him all the garbage cases. He is closer towards like a Lester Freeman uh, to give like another wire mm. reference. 
The Wire. And uh, seeing kind of like, it, it just like, it, it would be like Lester Freeman origins almost <laughs> in terms of like uh, how young he is and how he's dealing with this and like put that in a cyberpunk universe. And it's him dealing with discovering that the entire world is about to change due to um, the fact that replicants are also realizing that like, yo, we in this capitalistic system and I am a slave and how this character is going to react to that and other characters uh, and this very huge cast of characters going forward into the universe now. Now, something I wanted to talk to you about because I've gotten to read the first issue. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, you know, for letting me get a chance to read it beforehand. And I definitely want to get the script from you because I've gotten to read a few comic book scripts here and there, but not nearly as many film scripts as I've gotten to read. And mainly the comic book scripts I've gotten to read are from people I know. So it's like the same author giving me a bunch of their scripts. So I always like to see how different people write and construct comic book scripts. But what's something you've learned in like creating a first issue of a series versus creating a pilot of a series? Yeah. Uh, first, we do things in Google Docs, which is what I was not expecting. <laughs> I thought there would be like a, I'm like, is there any like official uh, format that y'all use? I'm like, uh, sheets of paper? What do you want? Like, just make it. <laughs> oh, we got a Google Doc. You know, we just don't share with yeah. you know, everybody. <laughs> you on the outside looking in this time. Right. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to use fancy font, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But in terms of like the structure of it, um, issue ones, and I think like I've I've been re- like after I've kind of like removed myself from like because you know started writing this about like a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, I've been reading other people's issue ones because I've been nervous about ours because it has like a it, it starts off as in a very noir place, but where this thing goes is like chaos. It's going to mm-hmm. be full of action each issue a lot of war, murders, it's, it's just, it goes places. And um, and I'm just like, is it real chill, this first issue? And uh, I, now that I've seen other people's books, I'm like, oh, everybody's kind of used to first issues of comics are a lot of uh, heavy table setting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, like, even I was reading, uh, shout out to it because I really liked it, the, the new, the, the next Batman book. Mm. and like i ain't got to read it yet yeah like it's one of those things where it's like you take a minute to kind of like humanize these characters because uh like y'all are writers as well y'all know this as well as i do if you don't have dope characters nothing else matters it's the reason why like uh like the way i recently had a conversation with someone was that comedies only work because characters are dope like if you took the characters of like your your favorite comedy and you put the you just like you told someone it's like that, but they're in space. And you can yeah. think about like, oh, it would be like this would work because you know who those characters are like and how they would react to that situation, what the yeah. conversation would be. Definitely. And uh and it's the same here. So if you are just building on like why this character is special and the people around them are special and their relationship to their environment and things like that in the first issue, and you're telling like this is my version of what this story is. That's usually how your pilot comic book will go. Mm. Wow. And we do know that Blade Runner Origins is going to be set a decade before Ridley Scott's 1982 movie, right? Yes. And go ahead. 
Where's my goddamn electric car, Batman? <laughs> that was my only question reading that first issue. I'm like, wait, 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 what year does this take place in? Yes, yeah, it's, it's the it's the Blade Runner 2009. Yeah, so, like, Blade Runner 2009. That shit not, hurt not, my feelings. Not real life 2009. Yeah. Shit, I was like, I was like, where's my goddamn flying car, Batman? Like, you know, because there's a like, I don't want like, you know, I don't want Al Khan or nobody. Uh, like all kind of snipers looking into my window or anything, but like even in like the opening pages, we're giving a hint as to what kind of universe it is and how it lines up in other timelines of other stories that you may know from film. But um, mm-hmm. it, so it's one of those things where it's like the global warming stuff already mm-hmm. going down. And that's uh, actually my favorite thing um, about this story. We're going to be digging into like it, more or less how everyone's reacting to the global warming as it's just really ramping up, mm-hmm. and uh, how what we've seen of the Blade Runner universe is really the elitist side. Like, if you got a flying car, you got money. Facts. Everybody else is just kind of like dragging on the ground. Leaps. Like, yeah. Just these gray faces you see uh, occasionally lit up by neon, but that's not that's not good enough for me. Mm. Like I don't think that should be good enough for any person of color because that's usually the only place we see ourselves. And a lot of cyberpunk, that's not mm-hmm. just Blade Runner. It's most cyberpunk. You just see us like in like dressed like a uh, Kanye fashion in 2012. <laughs> we had everybody wearing trash bags. Kanye but, uh, was, you know, he saw the future. <laughs> <laughs> You know, right now wearing a trash bag feels about you know right. Yeah. Or they look like <laughs> residents of Zion and from the Matrix. Yeah. Yes. 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 That. But um, well, what I wanted to focus on is just like no, like if global warming was happening, people are going to take like their favorite things about what makes up your culture. They're going to take mm-hmm. your favorite foods. They're going to take like the pictures, like like Yonana's shrines, all kind of stuff. And you don't need to be in like everybody. Don't live downtown. You can live in another spot. And you can make your own community that is this like beautiful collection of all these different cultures, styles, and things like that. And that right there to me is what cyberpunk should be. Mm-hmm. And because like it because there's like the whole cyberpunk of just like like we're genetically modified and blah blah blah. And like, yes, mm-hmm. we're that is that is there. But that all stems just like everything else in life. That stems from the people that we put at the bottom of the scale building that stuff up to create, to build the base of what culture is. And when we look at these different types of like civilians and we see how they live and it's just like, we got like the Spanish quarter is connected right, like right there with like the German quarter. And like, it's just like, we got like just Jamaican squad over here. And like everybody's (laughs) like all together. And it's one of those things where it's like, the only way you're gonna survive in a cyberpunk future mm-hmm. when like everybody's countries are in danger from a different type of apocalypse around the world <laughs> yeah. is you have to work together so those communities actually live in doper ways than i think than the people with the flying cars and stuff and i want to really put like just a big spotlight on that and like uh, there's like there's hope in cyberpunk but we're not looking at it because of our obsession, our fetishizing all of this technology that there is. Right. Okay. Mm. I like that. I like I like that it's just trying to 
come from a different perspective. At the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do here, it seems. Yeah, and also because I am uh, notoriously not the biggest fan of Blade Runner. I Like I said, I enjoyed the <laughs> concept, but maybe that would just... You know, maybe that's what it was. It just threw me off. Like subconsciously, I realized, damn, this is a story about dudes out here, you know, catching mm-hmm. these replicants. And I always felt for the replicants. Like, you know, that was always my thing. I thought in the first film, you know, my man's speech to Harrison is like the most incredible speech ever. And Harrison is a boring character throughout the movie. So I just never got it. You know, it's always the replicants were always my people. I think that may be, in my opinion, I think that's understanding it, though. Mm-hmm. I think what you were watching was the actual main character be killed by the villain mm. wow. and uh it, and a lot of what you're uh what you're actually saying and thinking about like how people are reflected in it is something we definitely want to shine a spotlight on and it's like for example uh can't get too deep into details but we're actually showing that like if you're if at any point you are talking about and having a story about like people's just like enhancements or how they're dealing with the future and things like that you're also going to be talking about like a story of bodies Mm. and the value of bodies and how people are represented in different ways because of their body because cyberpunk puts a new level of value on humans than ever before and if you're having a story about bodies now you're having a story about identity and what we're who we are in those moments and things like that so having like the opportunity to uh with like my co-writer who like what she was here for this part of conversation so i don't want to delve too deep into it but Mm -hmm. we're looking more into like people's sexual identity it's heavily also a trans story because there's a level of just being able to uh explore what bodies are what they mean when other people look at them and the value that we have to find despite any of that so mm. all right well damn brother no. <laughs> he's like oh this is deeper than i thought <laughs> i know i mean come on man i, 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 I just got mad he's <laughs> <laughs> so powerful no. <laughs> the same brother i worked with on american gods i already know how we get down you know like we ain't you know <laughs> You end up upsetting white people. What I tell Jim, uh, I was like, Jim, I'm here just to make white people mad. <laughs> <laughs> Jim is on uh, one of those Game of Thrones shows. Ain't he he was. Is he yeah. on the new one now? I, I think he was last time I talked to him. Yeah, I don't know who Jim is, so yeah, I don't Jim, think we do either. Who's yeah. listening? <laughs> Let me shout him out. As All he right. said, Jim, Jim Danger, Danger Gray. Gray. Because he said he worked too damn long in his business not to have the danger in his middle name. <laughs> so, yeah, um, he was working on one of the uh, Game of Thrones shows over in London. I think he must have moved on to one of the other ones. So they seem to, you know, they're going to make it work one way or the other. They're going to get their Game of Thrones shows out there. Yeah. To also uh, give more detail into that, he's an excellent writer producer. He mm-hmm. works his ass off. He, yes. uh, uh, if you, Loved Hannibal, then you loved his work. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we Beast. go. Beast mode. There we go. There we go. And fully agreed with my sentiment of making white people mad, even though he is a white man himself. So, you know, <laughs> he gets it. All right. Um, since we have you here, I don't think we've ever asked you our brap segment, our rapid fire questions. I'm sure you thought about these. I'm sure you've been helped create these. <laughs> and I don't remember them at this point. So well, this that's perfection. Good. Let's do Welcome it. Welcome to my own trap. 
Yep, you know how it goes. And you're supposed to ask those questions. See all that fell by the wayside, brother. The game is afoot. <laughs> yes. So we got to get the spiel. Now that you have survived the four old nerds mm-hmm. interview, you are now subject to the brat segments. I say it like it's like we're taking you to <laughs> torture you. Yeah. Um, if That's you don't how rem- I feel sometimes. Um, but I, you know, I have to again, you're our guest, so I have to give you this spiel. So, you know, this is our quick fire, rapid fire question and answer segment. Just one answer. We're just going to give you a series of things to pick from and just say the first thing that comes to your head. We might ask you why, but just say the first thing that you agree with, okay? All right. All right. Let's do it. Such enthusiasm. The Falcon <laughs> or War Machine? Falcon. Luke Even Cage. Anthony Mackie? Anyways, Luke, <laughs> we're not doing this. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Ooh. Mm. Black Panther. Due to the potential of what Black Panther could do, despite what he does. Mm. Mm. Very well put. The Wire or Breaking Bad? The Wire. Yeah. Lex All Luthor right. or Dr. Doom? Doom. <laughs> yeah, this is just no, yeah, just all, always every day, dude. Doom is okay. man's second choice. There we go. Say it. Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then what we going to say about the wire? No, I'll just say, uh, are y'all up on uh, Better Call Saul? No, no, I don't like Better Call Saul. I, yeah, I you said, said this already. We about this, yeah. and I do like know? Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad, but I'm not up to date. I all right, well, see, I liked it. I wouldn't say more than Breaking Bad, but I thought it was really great up until the latest season. And everyone is praising the latest season, and I was just like, but you know, since you're not up to date, I won't go any further than that. I mean, people also pay a lot of money for campaigns, but that's all. This is true. I mean, but you know, it's one of (laughs) you know them articles when you feel like it's real, but I guess you know maybe it ain't. Yeah, I was you know I was fooled. You know, could they let the greatness? They also getting kind of old. Is this still a prequel, or did they shoot into the future? No, it's still a prequel. Yeah, and it—that's how I mean. It's like now they're at the point where like these characters got to get to a point, and that's how I felt like the season was. Like suddenly it was like I'll be an idiot for five episodes, and then I'll you know get to this point. But people loved it, I guess. Still looks beautiful. Still acted all that. Yeah, them them motherfuckers. You know, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Ooh, beast mode. All right. Next. Next question. Superman or Batman? I'm a Superman guy. Nice. Okay. That's a rare choice, but I appreciate that. That is a rare choice. You like the Boy too. Scout. Okay. I mean, I just don't like 1% superheroes. There we go. Ooh, like, that, that part. Iron, Iron Man, that goes for even Blue Beetle. It's one of those things where it's like, you could just buy property and pay taxes, and then that probably can save the city faster. <laughs> But, Pay your taxes, nigga. <laughs> instead of like dressing up like a thing that makes you afraid and then hitting people with an object that looks like a thing you're afraid of because of narcissism. But you know, whatever. Mm, but, yeah. Right. Mm. Batman's like, I'm gonna make sure you know. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. All right, I have a three-parter for you, Mello. <laughs> okay. Mike Myers, Freddie, or Jason? Uh Mike Myers. Uh, because Austin Powers is terrible. No, uh, but in, in <laughs> really, I like I love Austin Powers. Wait, but Mike Myers. No, we, yeah, you, uh, you always do this. Villain. You always do this. You, you can't say you can't say Mike Myers. You got to say Michael. Mike, but, but here's my thing. But here's my thing. If I say Mike Myers and I say Freddie or Jason, that correlation. No, no, just everyone, means horror. I'm not talking about 
Mike, I know, is I know, we know this, but people still are gonna go for you know. I don't go to like Jason Statham. Is dude. <laughs> so you think I'm talking about Mike? You think I'm talking about Austin Powers versus Jason Statham versus I don't know Freddie Prince Jr. Like yes, what the fuck there we go. Oh, I'm picking Freddie Prince Jr. every time. Over. No, I'll start over. Okay, so I'll start over and I'll make sure I'll make sure if I ever ask this question again, I'll, I'll be very specific. <laughs> Mike Myers from horror. I, I I really would never make that. Michael. 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 What? Michael. what the fuck else? <laughs> I would never make the I would never make that confusion. But anyway, Michael Myers, Freddie Jason. There we go. Uh, so uh, Michael Myers, Michael Myers, uh, I think is a scarier villain due okay. to that um it's too close to like his condition is i mean it's a it's a hyper animated version of it but the fact mm-hmm. that that condition exists mm-hmm. you have like a little kid that's in a place where it's just like uh like oh i want to get the candy in the refrigerator mom won't let me get the candy i should kill mom to get the candy that feels too real instead mm-hmm. of dude jumping in your dream okay and jason has like six origins that i don't understand but, yeah. okay I did not okay. know that was Michael Myers' whole thing, is that he just, like, you know, yeah, just doesn't have that reasoning, basically. Yeah, he doesn't have the filter that explains mm. the morality of why uh, yeah. you, should, you shouldn't do a thing. I, I remember he's always had, like, you know, psychologists looking at him from being a kid and all that. The, I've heard the new one coming out is supposed to be, like, super dope. But they yeah. always say that. Uh, but yeah. they, they kind of are. I remember, but I know Brian, he was, uh, Brian Fuller, he was, like, super um, disappointed with the last one, I thought. But oh, the, uh, the the one where Jamie Lee Curtis came back. Yeah, because yeah. that was supposed to be ill, and he was he's a huge fan of these films, if y'all don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I remember, but he, he saw an early version, too, so it might have cleaned it up. I don't know. Yeah, it had, like, a, a cartoony subplot of him killing true crime podcasters. <laughs> oh, I'm all for that. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like my jam. Like, I need to see this movie. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds great. All right. Um, Fresh Prince of Martin. Man. Man. Martin. In any medium, such as movies, TVs, books, film, what character's death hurt you the most? Um, Winifred Burkle. Um, that is uh, that is a character on the show Angel, mm. uh, which is also in the news today. But like like Buffy, Buffy Angel, wrong, Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, won't, I won't get into that part. But um, watch that show's quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, I think it's, uh, in my opinion, it's the best death. I've ever seen on a TV show because it is a unexpected because the the level of importance uh, of the character being there is that they are the heart of the team. Mm. Um, it, it taught me is still teaching me a lot as a writer in terms of like you take away the character that makes everything work, mm. the one that like can fix things, mm-hmm. and then um, the the other part about it is that she wasn't ready to go it was uh like a uh, uh, like a ghost demon goes inside of her body and is doing something that like in fiction i'm just like i haven't seen anybody else do it mm-hmm. these characters usually bring other characters back to life marvel style all the time right what doing to her is that it's eating her soul from inside of her body 
So later in later episodes, they look at the incident and they're just like, there's no bringing her back. She no longer exists. Which Damn. Is, it, yeah, it's, it's as dark as hell. And then um, mm-hmm. the entire time, she's like dying slowly as a character that she was waiting for like three seasons to like hook up with. And he's just holding her body because they hooked up for the first time in the episode prior to make you miserable. And um, every character is doing the best of their ability to be like, we need to be superheroes today to save her. And they all fail for different reasons that are selfish. Mm. And um, they just come together and like, they realize like they, like the person who is the best of us is dead. And it's replaced by like, they kept the actress, they kept her and like the demon that ate the body takes over her body. And the thing that they always, uh, that they continue to say about that character was just like, you have all these, you know, special demon powers, you have like super speed, stop time, all kinds of stuff like that. They're like, we handle that. The worst thing you could do to us is that you look like her. And um, it like breaks them down. And like, I was just like, like, ah, I was like in tears. I was, I was a mess. And, um, and I, I love that death so much because keeping the actress is such a nice taste of just being like, we're just going to make you miserable because yeah. she's not going to act the way that you want her. This to. isn't the person you loved. You fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Cold-blooded. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? <sighs> I got to go with Star Trek, though. Hey! Live there's long and prosper. There's some stuff about Star Wars is making me uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> True. Less said about that, the better. All right, next question. Yeah. Um, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Um, I think it's going to be like the, the usual stuff y'all hear. It's going to be uh, like teleportation. That's not the usual. Though. The usual is usually fly. Yeah, that's it. Just tip that. Yeah, people, flight is probably the most pit. People should dream better. No, no, mellow <laughs> <laughs> shading half of our be. guests. Yeah, there's there's something about um, testing the limits of uh, teleportation that's dope. There's a power that I uh, would like that is a combination of all of this, and um, I'm afraid to say it because it's something that I want to do with Marvel. They'll keep it under wraps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hold on to that. All right. Well, you have survived the rap segment. You survived the interview segment. You're going to hang around to finish out this show with us. But, you know, before we do that, just let people know where they can find you at, where they can get this Blade Runner win, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, You can find me quarantined, uh, chilling on my balcony, uh, just staring off. uh, But you can find me on Twitter. Uh, at Mellow Marketer, um, Instagram at Mellow underscore Marketer, um, Discord. I'm probably some something like that. <laughs> you don't even know uh, it's on Discord. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, uh-huh. yeah, that's about it. And Blade Runner Origins is launching February 24th, both digitally and in your local comic book shop. So make sure you are supporting your comic book source. Word up. And, you know, we did the brap segment, but now it's time for one of my other favorite segments on the show, our geekly ass questions. The walk is extra. But we actually have some questions this week. Thank you very much to everybody who's sending their questions. Hit us up anytime. Contact at forallnerds.com 
or on Twitters, on Instagrams, at For All Nerds. Send in your question, geek-related or not. It does not matter. All right. What do we have up first? The first one comes from Motion Carry. They write, what hero in any comic medium has had the absolute worst costume? That's an amazing question. It's a great question. Mm. Let's get some slander bringing some family together right now. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of Fox X-Men movies. Ooh. Those costumes were not it. They didn't slap at all. At the time? At the Even at the time, they didn't slap. They didn't do shit for me. Now, not, I didn't expect to see some Fox Kids shit, but like yeah. I didn't expect to see that. It, it just felt like it was um, color-drained. It just wasn't, yeah. you know, again, it doesn't have to be fluorescent <laughs> bright, but it was just plain. Even if you look back at it now, it's just like, okay. It didn't. Ex- it was nothing about it that really excited me. Like, oh, okay, that's somebody I'm like that that I'm interested to look at. It was just kind of like everyone was wearing like go- like silver lame, and that was it. It's funny too because when they did that look, when Grant Morrison took that look, I'm not sure who inspired who, but Grant Morrison had that look for the Edgeman in the comic books, and I really loved it in the comics. Yeah, I think it was like a studio conversation, and they fixed it in the comic from what they probably got from the studio. Oh, okay. Like, this. And the artist was like, we ain't doing that, but we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do something like it. And it was dope, you know, because it was, like you said, it had enough color in it. Wolverine had the black jacket with the yellow X on it. It was fire. That looked yeah, dope. It, but... it looked like they were, like, walking into, it looked like they were walking into, uh, like, a music video. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, the, the well, it's that artist style as well. But, like, it yeah, had, like, quietly. A, like, dope, like, puffiness and everything like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I like that. But, yeah, I feel, I mean, at the time, it wasn't that bad. But I feel you looking back at it. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty garbage. It ain't, it ain't much to I it. I think you were just allowing your excitement just to live action to blind you. I yeah. still remember, though, even walking out of that first X-Men. And I was like, ah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, because I was so hyped, and then when you see the movie, it was good, but it, it was just like... Yeah, it didn't it just, translate as much. It was as, like, it just wasn't great, yeah. you know? You were like, oh, come on, I, you know? I don't know. I was happy it just existed. existed. Oh, I, I, I was happy it existed. I was happy it existed, but I just remember being like, I was so hyped for it, and then it was just like, you know, man, need to point some guns at people and stuff. And like, yeah. <laughs> you know. I was, I was still hyped. I was, we did it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's not terrible. <laughs> that bad. Um, any other uh, comic book? Excuse me. Any comic medium? I always medium quote costume? Jack of Hearts. My man Jack of Hearts for this one. <laughs> you know, I love Jack of Hearts. Google him for Marvel, y'all. He mm-hmm. is ass. I'll put him on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love. I think I love Jack of Hearts because his costume is so terrible. Like it is so weird. I, I think, think they I said that people hated drawing his costume, and that's why he doesn't show up a lot. Mm. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Also, okay. shout out to Wonder Man in the West Coast Avengers. Another one that was so horribly bad. I'll post this too. There's an issue where, like, Wonder Man's agent, because he's also a movie star at the time comes to him and it's like, yo, people are dissing this costume. You got to get rid of this mess right now. That's how bad it was that they had to talk yeah. about it in the in the comic book. The, the two, I think, are horrendous. Like, number one will always be uh, Witchblade to me. Oof. Uh, like, that, that is just terrible. Like, I mean, it's like great, <laughs> good and terrible. You know, it's like, it's like the worst thing ever and the best thing ever all at once. But yeah, I feel you, you know, yeah. 
Which way? I, I get why you say that, and I disagree. Yeah, no, I feel you. It's terrible. <laughs> like, you know, in all honesty, it's ass. You know, it's like, I don't need to see all that. It's just, it's pointless. It's like, come on, dude. Like, for real? Yeah. I mean, that's like the 90s, you know? Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But okay. the second one, the second one is hard to say because I think it's bad on purpose. Mm. And that's um, Jessica Jones's superhero outfit when she was like Jewel. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah, like, bland. Oh, think, that, yeah. Like that yeah. silver thing with like the the turquoise Purple hair thing, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's so bland. I think that was the point. Is it you know it was like bad mm. and yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Thank you, Motion Carry, for that question. And also, I forgot to say your AKA. The AKA was Mega Venusaur. Yeah, which is awesome. Nice. Very nice. The next question comes from Philip Wills Winslow, AKA Captain Marvelous Tings. Praise the Lord. I don't know what that's from. I don't get it. I don't know. I maybe you do. No, I don't know either. When I when I hear marvelous and I'm mad I never came with this like Captain Marvelous before, you know. I'm I'm sure I'm saying the inflections wrong, but I don't get it. So we're gonna move on. I'm coming with that now. Captain Marvelous. Uh with rumors of Ali being offered the role of Joel in HBO's um The Last of Us adaptation, who would you cast as the role? Uh, I've never played a game, never planned to. In the Last yeah. of Us. Um, I yeah, I, I think the problem that both of us are gonna have is like the lack of empathy for the franchise. Yeah, like Ooh. I don't care, you know. Like I'd rather not it be Mahershala just so he doesn't waste his time in this, you know, like so, the, dark ass series about like. So I think the Last of Us story is uh, is I mean it's it's excellent. It is it is as good as you can get for another zombie story zombie stories are about people so it's kind of hard to not make them good at this point but um it's it's one of those things where it's also something where it's just like for two reasons i'm just like i kind of don't care one we already have the game which is excellent and it's uh like uh as linear as it is you still get more options than you'll ever have watching that show so Mm -hmm. the excitement of it is going to be kind of like low paced and specifically in regards to Mahershala doing it, it's not really like it, it's saying something where uh, like when we do have when we do have black characters that could just jump in mm-hmm. and take the place of uh, of a particular character that already exists. Mm-hmm. It's because that character doesn't have anything about them that makes them specifically from a place or a thing. Or anything right. Like mm-hmm. And like Joel is that much of a blank slate. That you could just write over it. You like they're they're also in a writer's room right now where it's just like we gotta add more shit about it. Yeah. Mm. Like the things that he wants to do and, and like w- where he came from. Like it's yeah. the, it, it's defined to a point in the story that already exists. But it's also to a point where it's just like uh like yo, know, like we're gonna get into a point where we talk about his favorite food. Like we know he likes coffee a lot. I remember certain things about the character and stuff like that, but it's also just do we need? Do I don't know. Do we need this show? <laughs> yeah, that that is just my hundred percent feeling on it. Like, in fact, I was gonna actually play The Last of Us too because I wanted to see the technology, just a clips of it. You know, look so beautiful. But then I read on Wiki the synopsis for the plot of Last of Us, and when I got to the end and understood what Joel's choice at the end was, I just hated it so much that I thought, you know, I was like, I don't want to play this game because that's where it goes. It just feels like whatever to me. And then I've heard different things about part two, but. Just the darkness and all that. I don't need more of that. And I don't want to see my Herschel slogging through that, you know. 
I don't want to watch this man looking dirty and stuff. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be definitely going to be more of that. And yeah. it's, and, I have yeah. no opinion on it, so. Yeah. I'll pass. On. Yep. Sorry, sorry we filled that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't cast anyone. Wait. Ma- Mark Wahlberg. Ugh. Yeah. Because then, you know, that, that would put him off other movies and I wouldn't have to watch it, you know? <laughs> Just so you're doing it as a preventative measure. Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, I cast you in this so you don't do shit else. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be—it's going to be a good show. Yeah. I, I know it's going to be a good show. Yeah. It's written by Craig Mazin, who's coming mm. off of Chernobyl. Mm. Like, I mean, like I wonder. Oh why man, so he's like, let me. Need, that man need therapy, boy. Shit, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but it's it's uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm like, as you're watching it and you're like a half hour in, ask yourself if you really. I don't know. Maybe you know what I ain't even gonna say that. Some people need it. People like that stuff, man. I get it. You know, I get it. It's like me, like we talk about, like The Walking Dead. Like I enjoyed The Walking Dead. I was a, I was one of the first people. It's still my, you know, breaks my heart to say that I used to have the entire run and I don't anymore. You know, and I know how much it's worth. Yes, but yeah, like I don't need more of this stuff. You know, like that was a that was my point when I finally realized for Walking Dead. I gave up even on the comic around like. I want to say issue 80. I gave up like 20 issues before it ended, you know, and mm. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, that was first, it's further than 80 because I got to 100, or whatever, but yeah, about 20 issues before it ended, I was just like, all right, you know, I don't care because I didn't know it was going to end at that point because they, you know, he said it would just go on forever. So I was like, I just don't care anymore, you know, like it's going to be terrible, terrible, terrible. Right. And the world is terrible, terrible, terrible. So right. I try not to watch that stuff. And, yeah. Well, this last question is not terrible. This Thank one you. comes from Cuba Batting Jr. They mm-hmm. write, after the last episode of WandaVision, if the MCU has to bring one more actor from the X-Men universe to betray their character and deny one actor for being a character, who would you pick? <laughs> That's all I got to deny. All their right. example is Michael Fassbender as Magneto gets a pass, but any version of Storm that we've had, it's denied. Cold blooded. Well, I'd like I wouldn't cheer if Halle Berry <laughs> showed up on WandaVision. I, that's y'all would cheer. Y'all would lose your mind. Because that there, there's history there. Yeah, and it's Halle Berry. Yeah. But do we want that? Do we want her as Storm going forward? No. No. Absolutely not. So if you're saying like she shows up as like, yo, that's like Days of Future Past version, show, and she's just here for a moment, up. and then she goes away, then okay, cool, yes, but not like to be the character to the MCU from here on out, no. Um, <laughs> for a moment, you said that'd be great. I was like, what if Angela Bassett showed up, and they're like, oh, is that Queen Ramonda? No, I am Storm, you know, and everybody's like, oh, oh, well, that that would fuck up everything. Yeah. That would, that that would. Everyone's head would explode because I mean that was, was supposed to be in the beginning, but yeah, I know we're that not either so here nor beautiful. there. Yeah, yeah. So what's what the MCU has to bring back one actor from the X Men universe and deny another. So and that's in and this is obviously in um, relation to the whole Quicksilver situation situation. So. Get a help from my long lost sister or what? <laughs> Please stop with that accent. Um, the popsicle. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's name some characters from the X Men version of the of the live action, right? So, like, you got like Juggernaut. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Another one I'd bring just for a moment. Yeah. Most of these people I'd bring I mean, for a moment. That's I mean, all. Professor I need. X. No. I mean, 
I'm denying him. I'm denying all versions of Professor X. All I'm versions? Tired. Why? You just tired of yeah, just tired, tired of the bald head? Seen enough. Wags. Seen enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, bald headed hoes. Sorry. Okay. Scott Summers. I can't stand Scott, but Scott oh. Summers. I really class. like the actor who um, what's his name? Who played him in the first ones? Oh, uh, James oh yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, James yeah, James Martin. Martin. Yeah, he's yeah. a great actor. I'd love to see him. He's come a great back actor, and he played Scott exactly how Scott is to be played. Yes. A dickhead. I can't I, stand Scott. I love Scott like, Summers. So, I, and I don't like, think Scott Summers is a dickhead. That's my point. Yeah. So I'd like to see him come back. I can't. Oh gosh. Um, okay, I name another one. What did I say? Um, Damn, he's good. That'd be great if James about, Martin showed up. Oh, that'd be awesome. What about Beast? No, deny all Beast. versions. So I kind of, I don't know, like, in terms of, like, my answer, it's kind of a cheat. I would want, uh, because this is kind of just, well, I, I want to see Marvel get weird with multiverse shit, because you only get one shot. Uh, I would want to see, like, Hugh Jackman appear as Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and what did he say? Or what did you expect? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Deadpool, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what I want. I want, I want Deadpool to be to go Deadpool looking for Wolverine and, and find Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I tweeted that. I was just like, that's all I want. I want, them, I want Hugh Jackman and Deadpool to find a reboot of Wolverine. And, and that'd be like, so wow. great. Like, yeah, that'd be so great. Like, if Hugh Jackman's like all out of shape, like he goes looking for Wolverine and he mm-hmm. finds regular ass Hugh Jackman like chilling at home with his family and shit. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? I need, you know, and he's like, Dude, I'm not that guy. And then, you know, then his house just blown up and they have to go off on an adventure. Yeah, that'd be great. Multiverse shit. Let's, let's get interesting. Let's, yeah. let's, um, what was it? Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man be evil, or like because he found out that Gwen Stacy's alive there. I don't know something. Yo, but, no, hold oh, on. I, I was saying. watching um the Amazing Spider-Man joints, and I realized if they do bring him into the new, he is evil. I, mm-hmm. In the first one, uh, Captain Stacy dies, and before he dies, he's like, "Yo." Keep my daughter out of this. Promise me, Peter. And it dies, right? Yeah. Second yeah, one, like, what does this man do? Can't be broken. And then immediately what that letter was about happened. <laughs> he lets her die. Immediately he lets the daughter die. So we never get to see. But this man should be a wreck and headed down an evil path after those first yeah. two movies. 100%. Like, I would like, love to see that. Like, if they come through with that and make Andrew Garfield like this depressed monster. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I think he can carry it off as an actor. And I like oh, re-watching it. I'm just like, yo, I cannot believe this. Like, I watched it. The other day, I'm like, yo, hold up. Because I didn't, I didn't even see the fir- second one again. You know, I saw the first one. I'm like, wait, he made a promise to this man. And then this man dies. And then immediately. <laughs> well, that's interesting because... Literally a few days ago, Tom Holland confidently told GQ that I don't believe anything neither, that man ever said. Right, neither Andrew Garfield nor Toby Maguire is going to be in the next Spider-Man film. Lies, lies, and more lies. Sure. I mean, who knows? Because Tom is Tom is the one they use to play <laughs> games with the MCU. Tom is the one they use to say dumb shit and it not be true or say, "Oh, that's not happening." It happens. Tom be saying all sorts of shit. He also said that they are not appearing. He did not say Peter Parker and Peter Parker are appearing. So this is true. So that could just there. be just you know, yeah, yeah. language. Yes, yeah. language people. Whatever. Um, answer your question, Nightcrawler. I don't know. We just Nightcrawler. Oh, <laughs> please bring back Nightcrawler. I fucks with Nightcrawler. All yeah, versions no, no, of know, Nightcrawler. They've had like two different dudes. I the first one. Oh, oh what's the name? Like, 
I actually like both night crawlers. I like mm. both night crawlers too. Okay. I, I will I will allow that. The eighties one kid that came in in the last yeah. movie, he has not had enough time to shine because he, when I looked at him, I'm like, that's fucking night crawler. Like he is like not only just in terms of his physique. Yeah. But how he presents himself, his shyness, his yeah. hopefulness. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. stuff that isn't very easy to portray. But and we don't give people enough credit when they can actually pull that off. It's sort of like Sam and Lord of the Rings. Like what he's doing is mm. not really easy in terms yeah. of like making you like someone for just being earnest. Yeah. yeah. Nightcrawler did it. He gets no credit for it. I would definitely bring him over. But you already knew that Sam could do that because my man played Rudy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I've never seen it either, but I just know about fucking Rudy. Like that little dude, you know, fucking made it. Like, you yeah. know, he made that football team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I my preference. Uh, this is the last character I'm gonna mention. I was gonna mention Mystique, but I like Rebecca Romaine's Mystique. Yeah, better than I never want to see any Mystiques Umbra. ever again. In any yeah, I'm over Mystique yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> ever again. Like I don't ever want to see Mystique. You, you done with her? Yeah, yeah. done. I just do not ever want to see her as a character. You know, a record label, <laughs> producer, <laughs> a record label, a unit. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Mystique is equally as powerful as Charles and Eric. But I mean, they, they really add like Mystique is a big dog, folks. She's like a squirrel. That's disrespectful. I mean, she's not up there, but damn, that I, I mean, mean she is one squirrel. You know? <laughs> and they add to like, she is just the baddest of the bad. I want all the Mystique fans to go light up, Ben. I mean, where are they? I will up. wait. Like, well, I hope they show up. Last I saw, they were giving her some really mean emails. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait on them shits. All right. Okay. That is the end of the guac segment. Thank you, everybody, for your questions. If you have a question about X-Men or Ali or anybody else, hit us up. Contact at foralnerds.com. You can hit us in the emails there if you want some privacy or need a little bit more space. Otherwise, you can hit us up on the socials at for all nerds. And per usual, if you are part of our fan fam on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash for all nerds, you are generally, at this point, you could be on every tier. <laughs> you are it generally guaranteed a guac question. So let us know what your question is and we will answer. Word up. And before we get out of here tonight, because we haven't done this since we've been back, it's time for Comic Psychon! And we happen to have a special guest who we've already talked about his comic book, you know, Blade Runner Origins on shelves, February 24th. Hit up anyone comics if you're in Brooklyn or in New York or anywhere. Hit them up. They're a great shop and they'll take care of you. I'm about to actually go drop off a bunch of stuff over there. I'm like, they got a donation program. They got a trade-in program. So I'm hitting them up and lacing them with all kinds of joints right now. Nice. Yep. Um, real quick, other than Blade Runner Origins, we talked about Lock It Down's new book, which drops mm-hmm. this week. Uh, what is it? Love or what? That's the thing off of DC Comics. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm blank- blanking on the name. Also, the new issue of Sword is out this week by Al Ewing. I've been talking about this book. It's not a third issue. It's so ill, and um, in a small way, it relates to what we've seen of Sword on. I want to say Captain Marvel, but that ain't the name of the show on WandaVision yeah. because S.W.O.R.D. is taking place in the current Marvel Universe where the mutants, uh, Krakoa has actually taken over S.W.O.R.D. They've taken over the peak 
sword space station. And so they're dealing with all these outer insane elements. And it's written by Al Ewing, who I would just say at this point is just right now, probably my, I don't want to say favorite, but one of my top five comic book writers out right now. Like if the man writes a book, I'm reading it. He wrote uh, Mortal Hulk and also another book we've been recommending a lot lately, The Ultimates by Marvel, because The Ultimates features Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, as well as Carol Danvers, as well as the Blue Marvel, another character we mentioned this week on WandaVision review show, yet to be named MCU Podcast. Mm-hmm. And again, shout out to Regine Sawyer. She actually has two things coming out, but mm-hmm. I think you were t- you were thinking of the Love is a Battlefield number yes, one. Yes, yeah, yeah okay. that's not Love is a Battlefield, the eighty page joint from DC. Mm-hmm. And what's the other joint? Um, that I don't have. <laughs> Thank All right, you. Well, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Regine Sawyer. Lock it down. Make sure y'all are following. Her on all social medias. That's lock it down because she has a new book. It's a Valentine's Day special from DC. Mm-hmm. Also, stuff I will got her joint coming out. Yeah, Mello Marvel right Voices. Here. Yeah, Marvel Voices. You know the one that Tatiana was featured in. I was yeah. on in February of just last year. I was shopping just last year. You know, 2020 yeah. was a blur. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros.